Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Demon Land podcast, uh, a very special edition of the Demon Land podcast tonight, because in about 10 minutes' time, we'll be joined by none other than MFC cult figure and possibly one of the hardest workers in the team, Nev- Neville Jetta. Uh, my name is Andy, and joining me, as he always does, is my co-host, Great Viney. Good evening, Mr. Viney. Good evening, Andy, and good evening to all the Demon Landers out there. Uh, pretty pumped to uh, to speak to Nifty. Uh, pretty excited, actually. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm wrapped uh, and honoured that we're uh, getting that we're getting to speak uh, with with Neville. I've admired him from uh, from afar for a long time, and uh, yeah, it'd be great to to sort of uh, yeah speak to him and uh, hear what uh, makes him tick uh, as a player. Do you reckon he knows how popular he is? Um. I don't know. It's among, a, among the supporter base, I mean. Um, I'm a, I, look, I, I have no idea. I guess it depends on sort of how much um, the players sort of follow. I, look, I, 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 they probably don't read I things like Demon Land. Mm. I don't know. They probably get a lot of messages on Twitter and Instagram and, and the like. I'm not sure, sure how how much Neville pays attention to that. But, um, you know. He's certainly one of the a popular guy. I went to the MFC Family Day, which was a great uh, morning the other the other day, um, and he was one of you know one of one of among many popular players, um, you know that the kids all want a photo with. So um, yeah, uh, uh, the much coveted um, Demon Bracket Award on Twitter just a few weeks ago, which is basically just a popularity contest. Um, if people aren't familiar with it, their names are just pulled out of a hat. It's player on player. You vote for which player you like um, uh, or the name that you like. Um, and Nev won, and he won convincingly over Clayton Oliver in the, in the grand final. And I think it was the biggest winning margin in Demon Bracket history. So um, certainly among Twitter fans, he's... Uh, He's number one at the moment. How, how scientific is this uh, this poll? Uh, I need stats. It's not uh, I need very stats. scientific at all. <laughs> I think it's over about probably about two hundred people voted in the final. But uh, if it's a, you know it's a representative sample, perhaps of uh, of the broader um, the broader membership and supporter base. Well, it's 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 a good title to have, um, you know, and I think we, we'll we'll ask him about it. Um, it well, from what my uh, perception of uh, Neville is, I'm sure he's uh, will be quite humble, and uh, um, yeah, I'm, not, <laughs> you know, another great thing about Nev that you know this year was his his best year at the club. I think he was fifth in the in the BNF this year, and you know. What a well-deserving um, accolade, and was probably very, very unlucky not to make uh, all Australian this year. And we'll talk to him about that too. Yeah, he definitely elevated his game last season, and I think probably since he came back, he's just improved year on year. But uh, as you say, last year was uh, uh, was just a sensational um, season from him. Very consistent. Uh, he really is dependable. Uh, down in the back line there, plays, um, you know, plays well above his height um, sometimes and uh, saved a game, really, um, saved the game against Carlton with that uh, spectacular double save at the end uh, in the dying minute there. And we, we'll probably ask him about that too. And 
if we're lucky, we might even have the audio of that, I believe. We, so. we do, and if uh, anyone was listening to the pre-feed uh, that I've got running on, I was basically playing that on a loop. That and some the last two minutes of that game we played on a loop, uh, in addition to some... Um, uh, some commentary after afterwards about it, so um, people would have uh, heard that coming into it. If you didn't, uh, just before we uh, get on, get uh, to Nev, we'll, we'll play that bit of audio from that piece of play because it's one of the most inspirational pieces of play, and just absolutely, um, you know, if you if you want to tell someone uh, about Neville Jetta, I don't think you have to use words. You just whack that vision uh, on the screen and, and that just says everything about the way the guy plays the game. And, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to uh, talk to Nev about that. I will mention uh, to anyone who is listening to this live, if you want to um, join in uh, with us, uh, we've got a chat room. If you go to demonland.com slash podcast, there's a link at the top of the page. Uh, on every page you're on, uh, you'll see that. If you're listening to this, um, if you're listening to this later on, uh, we do the show live every Wednesday night, so you can join us live. And uh, if we do have a guest on, uh, you can ask some questions in our chat room. Make sure you're signed up to Demonland and logged in, and you'll be ready to go. Um, I don't think we'll be taking calls while we've got Nev on because we've got a limited time with him. Um, but later on, we will be taking calls. So um, listen out for the numbers and a little bit later. Um, I think what we might do is now we, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll get Neville on the phone and we'll come back. So stay tuned. Uh, I'll, I'll whack back on that uh, feed that we were playing before. Uh, and we'll be when you when we come back from the break. Uh, Neville Jeddah will be joining us. Uh, stay tuned. Now a chance for the Blues. Jeddah's got to go over the top. He lost his feet. Thomas puts it into the path of Jeddah versus Simpson. Jeddah did really really well. Massive ball from Neville Jeddah. Now Frost back towards half forward. McCready and Lamb. It spills to Petrucker at ground level. Can look up inside 50. Find a target. Neil Bullen. What a ball from Neville Jetta. Our guest tonight is a cult hero among Melbourne supporters and probably one of the first picked every week when it comes to team selection. The picture hasn't always been that rosy, though. After a promising debut year in 2009... Injury and inconsistency put the brakes on his career and he was delisted at the end of 2013, only to be redrafted again and given a lifeline by incoming coach Paul Roos. He hasn't looked back since, elevating his game to become arguably the best small defender in the league, finishing fifth in the MFC Best and Fairest last year. He's a leader on and off the field. He's played 116 games for the Demons. He's also represented Australia. Welcome to the Demonland podcast, Nev Jetta. Hi guys, thanks for having me. Not a problem, Nev. Thanks for joining us. Um, we know you're a busy man with the season almost upon us, and you've got a young family too. So we appreciate yep. your time. Uh, you had your best season yet in 2017. You're fifth in the best and fairest in contention for all Australian honours, and arguably very unlikely to miss out. Um, have you hit the peak yet, or do you still have areas of your game where you think you can improve? And if so, what are those areas? Um, oh, oh, I don't think I've um, uh, sort of hit my peak yet. I've, uh, I think the biggest thing is 
belief within myself to be able to play um, sort of week in, week out. And, um, pretty good footy. Obviously, I've, I've had a real consistent year last year that I was pretty wrapped about, um, not only from a performance base, but sort of off-field everything. So sort of, it went pretty smoothly. So, um, But like I said, I'll, I still feel like I've got a lot to improve. And um, if I, yeah, if I just keep improving, um, hopefully I'll stay around for a bit longer. You said in an interview recently that uh, you hate to let your teammates down and that you relish the trust that they put in you to get the job done. Uh, can you just uh, expand on that a bit and, and what sort of drives you um, uh, to success? Yep. Um, yeah, it's almost being brought up the way in my community. Um, uh, sort of Aboriginal man and Noongar man from, from Bubba here. Everyone saw who lies and everyone to, to get through and um, the money was wasn't the, the thing we had the most and um, everyone just relied on each other and uh, when one person couldn't help, then uh, the whole community suffered um, and that's sort of the, the trait that I sort of grew up with. So, um, yeah, well, I think I've seen a similar sort of... Um, yeah, being in a footy club is almost similar to being in a community. It's, you got your... 44 other players, you've got your coaches, you've got all the staff, and I feel like if I have a bad game or um, I'll let a small forward like Getty Betts or something like that get get a hold of us, then that's, I feel like that comes directly back to me. Obviously, there are a lot of factors that go into a footy game for uh, for a person, uh, a forward or someone I'm playing on to be able to kick a goal, but um, I feel like oh, I haven't done my job as well as I could, and, um, and that's sort of why I feel that um, the most if I let anyone down... Um, yeah, hits me the, the hardest because um, I obviously see the reactions and um, the feeling that they get um, whenever something happens that directly sort of correlates to me. So, um, yeah, I'll just go out and just obviously Rusey was a pretty big influence coming back, uh, comes to the footy club um, back in uh, 2000, uh, 2013. So, and he put a lot of tr- trust and faith in me to be able to play a role to... Um, to try and uh, negate those uh, small forwards that were doing us at the time. So, um, yeah, and I didn't want to let him down and then also he's carried out to the teammates. And, um, and now, being in a position I am in now of being a leader within the footy club, um, yeah, there's more responsibility that goes with that. But then also, I feel the, uh, the, the role model I am towards my community back home and, and uh, being in Melbourne as well, um, yeah, things have um, actions have sort of consequences, and um, yeah, I was trying to make them more positive. Yep. You 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 mentioned uh, Eddie Betts. Uh, you have the best defensive record in the league against Eddie, uh, who undoubtedly is the best goal sneak in the competition. Is he your toughest opponent, and what's the secret to keeping him quiet? <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh, he's definitely bloody hard to play against. <laughs> Um, as, as you see, you sort of give him half a meter, and he, he kicks one over the back back of his head. So, um, oh, he's, he's definitely up there. I think the, the concentration level within with all those blokes and the sort of time and effort you have to put into them, not only leading up to the game but during the game, um, yeah, is enormous. And to be able to get a result, sort of that I have on him. Um, it's something that I sort of take for granted because he can turn that around pretty quickly. 
um, in one game or one quarter, really. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you definitely have your wits about you whenever you play on him. But, yeah, he's been, um, obviously, it was sort of my sort of breakout game was on him. Um, he's been really, really put it on me to to really take more opportunities that I had back in 2014. And, um, yeah, I definitely feel like I did that day. And, um, you, you sort of get... Uh, the wood over some players that you play well on, they remember that and you remember it. Um, every time now we get, before we play Adelaide, uh, Jeffy Gallagher's still pretty close mates with him and, um, I'll get Jeffy to send me the text that the week leading up to this to make sure that I'm, I'm going to be playing on him again. Um, so yeah. Psych, no, psych him out a little now, bit. But, <laughs> um, but no, he's, uh, he's definitely one of the hardest players I've played on, um, in, in that position. Obviously you've got Chad Wingard. Lots of other small forwards now in Richmond up and coming play playing some real good small forwards just uh, just trying to improve my teammates around me to make my job a lot easier and having Hibbo and Jake Oliver and Hunty and these sort of blokes and Wagner um, to be able to um, play that role and um, be able to excel in it is something I'm I'm taking great pride in because yeah these boys going to be around a bit longer than what I am um, and longer long after I'm gone so. It's, Looking forward to seeing them improve their game this year, and uh, obviously I've done a bit of work with them, um, sort of one-on-one stuff at training. And hopefully, um, you might have seen a bit with Wagner last week going north. He definitely um, put his craft on show against some bigger boys. So um, I'm just looking forward to seeing them go about their business this year and help me out a bit. Competition <laughs> for spots. Yep. Yeah. Um, we won't rake over the highs and lows of last season, but one particular passage of play typified your year, and that was your acrobatic upside-down double save and spoil in the final minute against Carlton, uh, which saved a certain goal and, and obviously won us the game. We heard the audio of that before. Um, take yeah. us through it, because you were one out against two Blues, and as the ball came sort of down the ground, you must have been thinking, I'm in trouble here. Yeah, oh, it's just it's sort of a, just a reaction sort of play. You do it and without thinking, but at the time I seen the ball coming, I just wanted to mark it, um, and that's why I sort of flew. Um, I knew if I marked it, we would have had control of the ball, and I would have just bombed it back down the line. And um, obviously, uh, didn't have no marker and had to get up real quickly. Uh, I knew Frosty was sort of the closest guy to me, um, and I actually thought Dale Thomas was. On the ground with me, we both got up at the same time. But um, Daisy kept his feet after watching the vision. Simpson sort of flew past me pretty quick, so I just got up and tried to chase him. Um, and yeah, sort of, sort of cover him a bit. And um, yeah, I was just happy, or lucky enough that Thomas just handled to us. <laughs> if he had bombed, it would have been right deep in their fifty. And I think they had two other forwards that that were left early from the uh, contest down the line. Um, but yeah, it's it's. It's something that I sort of look back about. Like, how did I do that myself? <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the plays yeah. of the year, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, as we said in the uh, intro, uh, you've become a bit of a cult hero uh, among the supporters uh, because of the way you've turned your career around and your no-nonsense approach to the game. Um, but recently, you uh, won 
on Twitter a uh, popularity contest um, that's conducted each year. You beat Clayton Oliver by a very comfortable margin uh, in this grand final. Um, yep. are, you, are you aware of, uh, of, of your popularity and the admiration of, of the fans? Um, is that something you're aware of? No, probably the admiration part, part of it, but obviously the popularity is um, probably obviously there's some big players that are playing for our club at the moment, like Gorney and, and obviously Clary went to bed at Strauss last year and maybe Brownlow this year, but um, <laughs> I like that. There's, some, there's some other unbelievable players running around and I'm pretty lucky to get to play with, so um, yeah, I'll just sort of, sort of get in line really for those likes, but um, yeah, it's, it's great to feel, feel the support from the supporters and the passion that they bring each week, uh, whether we win or lose. Uh, many on Demon Land uh, wanted you in the leadership group um, when we were talking about it before it was announced. Is that something that you yep. aspire to, or do you think that you're really a leader already um, with your actions on and off the field? Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, go again. you got the little ones in the background? <laughs> yeah, it is. He's stalling uh, down the bed at the moment. I know the feeling. Uh, <laughs> I just said that um, uh, many on yeah. the forum that we're on Demon Land wanted you in the leadership group. Um, yep. Is that something that you aspire to, or are you already a leader anyway with your actions on and off the field? Uh, yeah, I would like to be. Would have loved to be in the leadership group this year, but um, we've got some pretty good leaders uh, already in there, and um, yeah, I'm. I feel like I lead and um, the boys um, know that I lead on field and um, say what I need to say if if I need to say something at training and they um, feel like I've got the respect from the playing group um, to be able to do that. Um, and yeah, obviously everyone wants to inspire to be a leader within the footy club. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm not happy sitting back, but I, I'm one that... Um, when things need to be done, I'm, I feel like I, I, I can get up and, and say what I need to say or do what I need to do. So, um, and I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm the oldest. I think I'm the oldest guy. I mean, Hibo, Hibo, maybe in the back line this year. So, apart from Louie and Bernie, um, that are really genuine sort of defenders. Um, so, yeah, really taking leadership role within that sort of backline group, and um, just looking forward to trying. Um, yeah help my teammates around me within the backline group, but then also, yeah, give the leadership within within the footy club to the younger boys that are coming through, but then also voice my opinions when I need to. Um, but, yeah, I'm, like I said, we've got some pretty good leaders in the leadership group already that the players have voted for, and it's always been sort of player um, votes um, to get in the leadership group. And, um, yeah, obviously the, the players have, have chosen... Uh, but like I said, I'm not going. I'm going to lead regardless and do what I need to do um, because, yeah, I know the team um, benefits from me uh, being that that leader that they need. Speaking of uh, of the defence, uh, Michael Hibbard quickly became uh, a mainstay of the backline last year, and he had a stellar season. Uh, Jake Lever joins the ranks this year. Uh, tell us a bit yep. about Jake and what he brings to the table. Uh, by all reports, he's got a very mature head on his shoulders uh, for someone so young. Yeah, he's, um, he's like you said, exactly what you said, pretty much. He's, he's um, very mature for his age and um, definitely brought a different perspective. Um, obviously, he comes from the Crows 
over to us and um, definitely challenged us as a group on the field and off the field. Um, and yeah, he's just been great, have, great to be around the free club. Um, but then sort of on field, um, yeah, he's obviously, he's becoming a, a, a very, very good player. Um, he's um, someone who's uh, one of the best intercept players in the, in the game. So um, to be able to sort of compliment him and um, we, along with Hibo and, and Hunty and these sorts of blokes, I think it was a well-rounded sort of flexible sort of back line this year. Um, and I'm really looking forward to playing with those sorts of blokes. And like I said, uh, we're just going to try and continue to, to find and work with him on his weakness and his strengths and, and really explore his strengths on game day. And that goes for sort of everyone in the back line. Just looking forward to, to helping them play their best footy. Yep. Uh, Nev, we thank you very much for your time. Have you got just uh, time for a couple more? And then we'll, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll let you go. Yep. Um, you've been the elder statesman uh, among the Indigenous boys on the list uh, for a while now. You've taken them under your wing and been a bit of a mentor. Um, Matty Whelan's now at the club in a, a sort of a, an Indigenous liaison role, um, I guess you could call it. How's it been yep. having his experience on hand and um, has it changed sort of your role at all? Or um, Yeah, like I said, I've been sort of the, the main sort of guy or go-to guy for all things when it sort of comes to like obviously Indigenous Jump, Indigenous Round and Reconciliation Week, NAIDOC Week and um, Sorry Day, stuff like that that, that that boys probably don't think about as much and just sort of um, get to sort of just rock up and, and be footy players and just worry about footy. Um, it's a role that I'll... I uh, sort of took up once Flash sort of left and Wheel sort of left the footy club and um, and once we sort of got our on-field stuff sort of sorted, I was I was able to, to ask the club to be able to implement, obviously, a footy jumper for Indigenous round and, and do a bit more stuff up in Alice that we were going to, but also recognise Dodoc Week and Reconciliation Week and that sort of stuff. Um, and then also cultural awareness sessions within the footy club for players and staff and and now, sort of the pinnacle has sort of been the uh, rap. So, but having wheels on board definitely helped my footy. And I, I sort of feel no. Last year was no coincidence with how my form and um, why sort of been my best year. He's he's one that's taken a lot of load off me. Um, yep. And that's why I sort of push Peter Jackson and the guy at the footy club to be able to get someone into the footy club like Matthew Whelan because. Um, we're dealing, um, well, I was dealing myself and, and then also trying to work with Jeffy to work together to try and get through emails and uh, sort out jumper designs and uh, do cultural awareness sessions with the players and, and the stuff that we didn't need to do as players. Um, yeah. You know, we, we've, we're being footy players and that's stressful enough as it is and then also on top of that we're, we're trying to um, do the best thing to cultural educate our teammates and our staff at the footy club, but then also the AFL and the communities within the AFL and um, the supporters. So it's, it's yeah, it definitely takes its toll. So to be able to um, have someone take control of all of that, um, yeah, definitely freed me up mentally um, to be able to just go and enjoy football. Um, and yeah, I can't thank the club enough for getting wheels uh, on board. And he's been amazing this year. Um, definitely got the rap um, sorted for us and um, and then also bringing new ideas 
um, from his sort of work experience post football. Um, and yeah, he's one that we see every day. We talk every day. We go for a, sort of a coffee every day. So um, he's one that I sort of I've looked up to since I walked to the footy club, and I still do. And he's one that really like almost like a sounding board. So um, we all things to do football club and also outside as well. So. Um, yeah, like I said, there's no coincidence with my form and Jeffy's form as well. And um, young Dion's coming along and Jay's uh, working real hard. So, yeah, he's one that um, doesn't get a lot of the praise, but he's, uh, yeah, he's done an amazing job with us to be able to let us play football. That's great to hear. Um, on the cusp of this new season, what are what are the expectations coming into it? Uh, we missed the finals by a whisker last year. Uh, is it a case of finals or bust in 2018, or has Simon Goodwin and and the other uh, set other targets in terms of the team's development? Uh, because we're still a relatively young list. Sorry. The other one's playing up now. <laughs> basically, basically so just. I know they're up and down. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, so, what are the expectations coming into this year? Is it finals or bust, or is there something else? Well, um, you know, no, other targets. We'd like to say finals, but obviously that's that's uh, sort of the end product. I think at the moment we're just trying to really build that winning culture. And playing JLT has been a good start, and obviously AFL can JLT. And um, we sort of got like a final rehearsal tomorrow night, so we just getting everyone to c- compete for spots and um, and that'll drive the, f- the performance on field, I think. So we probably didn't have as much depth over the last few years, but um, I think at the moment we're probably the best we've been in that area. I think anyone can come in and play in anyone's role. Um, so, yeah, just really looking forward to seeing blokes playing consistent football right across the field. And I think, obviously, it's been spoken about a lot of um, sort of tracking these sort of blokes, stepping up their game and and really becoming consistent footballers. And, um, like I said, <clears throat> last year's a lot of different sort of factors didn't go away. Obviously, injuries, suspension um, didn't help for the, some of those games early in the year that we, we actually should have won, and you guys probably knew that as well. But, yeah, um, yeah just really playing consistent football week in, week out, and having blokes compete for spots every week is, is something that I want to see within footy club, and I, I know that. Um, with the depth that we have now right across the board. Um, yeah, just looking forward to, to seeing that. And um, obviously, I'm a part of that as well. So, looking forward to fighting, not only fighting for my spot, but playing consistent football because I know that blokes like uh, Jolly Smith and Wagner and, and Hunty and um, yeah, I'm playing really good football and doing everything they can to, to be in the team. Well, we've... one final, sorry. No, go, go ahead. Andy. No, you go ahead, Jace. Uh, I was just going to say uh, one final one uh, from us, Nev. What did Rusey, uh, What was Rusey's message to you at the end of 2013? What did he say um, or do that helped you to to turn it around, basically? Um, or, or was did that drive come from an internal motivation to to sort of prove your doubters wrong? Uh, it was it's probably just some of the things he sort of said was. Um, the football club's going to be a lot different. Um, obviously, I was delicious at the time, and the club spoke to me about putting me, about putting me back on the rookie <coughs> halfway through uh, that off season. And um, at the time, I obviously had Noani, she would have been two. Um, so, my mind was sort of looking after her and my wife, Samantha, 
Um, and my sort of preferred option was to go back home and play waffle football and, and just um, sort of have a sort of a longer term um, sort of life, if that makes sense, and just really look after them. So that was sort of my thinking at the time, but obviously Rudy said, no, um, it's, going to, it's obviously going to be a different football club and um, you know, some new coaches and we really want you to stay. I've seen sort of the last few games, the last sort of uh, five or six weeks of the season and I think um, we can really find a role for you here and sort of gave me that belief that, and sort of um, sort of passion again that um, it's going to be okay. You can come back in, come back to the footy club and, and play football. Um, obviously, there's a lot of stuff that, that were, that's happened um, before that with um, different coaches and, and our performances and um, just a lot of a lot of stuff to deal with on top of just playing football and probably to, to sort of tell you the truth, my mind was sort of cooked from football at that time. Being 23, I was like, oh, surely um, football's supposed to be a bit, be a bit more enjoyable than this. And um, yeah, it sort of cooked me a bit after injuries and that sort of stuff in own form. So yeah, it was just um, that sort of reassurance and, and confidence that he gave me to, to come back in and um, to tell me that I'm, I can still play some real good football for the football club. Um, sort of changed my mind, but then I also chatting with my wife at the time. Um, she just said, "Yeah, give, give it another go, give it one more year, and see how you go. If, if obviously if it doesn't work out, then that's fine. We can still go to WA and." And do what you want to do over there, and we can sort of set the kids up in school and that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I just didn't want to feel like I was being too selfish um, uh, or selfish, uh, full stop. And that's just worrying about myself. Obviously, uh, so that my actions are going to have a final effect for them. And um, I didn't want to sort of delay them another year where we could have been set up. Uh, but, like, yeah, Bruzy's obviously had that. Influence and then Goody coming on board really gave me the confidence to really take my game to another level. And um, he's still doing that to this day, continues to challenge me and all the rest of the coaches to not only just be happy with where I'm at, but um, continue to improve every day. And, and that only, not only um, so it's, it's said to me, but the whole playing group. And I think that's probably why you'll see us yeah, continue to improve this year again. So, but uh, yeah, obviously that's a pass. And, um, very happy to be able to, to say that I sort of pushed through that sort of period and yeah, playing some pretty good football now and just looking forward to the continue to sort of give to the footy club and my teammates and, and my family um, and hopefully I'm here for a lot longer. We we hope you do too. Um, we want to really thank you for joining us uh, on the Demoland podcast tonight. We really do appreciate it and we wish you all the best for this yep. uh, coming season and uh, future seasons and hopefully we see some uh, some of that ultimate success. Um, but, and, no, right. Definitely. No, thank you guys for the bringing me on and um, yeah take it easy on if we have some bad losses here. <laughs> <laughs> all right mate uh, thank you all right. thank you very much and uh, good luck tomorrow night all right thanks mate cheers see you guys bye well that was um, that was uh, Neville Jetta what a great uh, what a great interview um, you know from a guy who was almost, uh, you know, his football career was over. He was ready, packed his bags and ready to go back to uh, WA and start start a life and, you know, set up his family over there to, um, you know, um, on the cusp of greatness, hopefully, um, you know, 
what, what, you know, what it's incredible st- effort to, yeah. you know, to do what he's done, um, you know, in those seasons since Rusey gave him the second chance. But he's, uh, uh, as AF has just mentioned in the thread, he's very impressive. Um, didn't feel like we were getting spin at all. No, um, not at all. Sounds no. like genuine, uh, you know, genuine enthusiasm and genuine belief, um, which we can sort of see, can't we, from a distance. Yeah. Um, but it's good to have it confirmed. But, yeah, really impressive bloke. Um, got a got a good head on his shoulders. Yeah, you could, you could tell there wasn't a uh, spin there because uh, when we sort of asked, I think you did, about the leadership group, it sounded like he was a little upset not to be uh, included in the leadership group and we know Nev is going to lead regardless, um, you know. Anyway, uh, but, yeah, it wasn't there wasn't spin because if you put spin on it, you'd say the team things and, um, you know. That's good. I'm sure that'll drive him uh, even even further. Uh, very grateful to have the time that we had with him. It was 20 or 25 minutes. Yep. So yep. Uh, definitely appreciate that because he does have uh, two young ones. But, uh, gee, we had another probably half dozen questions yep. we wanted to yep. get through and didn't get a chance, unfortunately. Yep. So apologies out there um, for, for some of you who had uh, stuff you wanted answered. Uh, tried to cover as much as we could in the time that we had, but um, yeah, we basically cut out a, a lot of questions. We didn't want to keep him any longer. He's got a game uh, to play tomorrow night. Uh, he's got to put these kids to bed. I did want to ask him uh, about the kids, and we wanted to know uh, if there'd be a Jetta Junior down the track playing for either the men's or the women's team. And I guess we're just going to have to wait um, fifteen, twelve, fifteen years until <laughs> we find out. Yeah, I think. Uh, Yes, yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> it's always an important question we need to ask uh, any uh, demon, current demon or uh, past demon players whether we're going to have father, son, um, and now father, daughter um, down the track. So, yeah, great interview. Rapt to talk to him, honoured to talk to him. And um, yeah, he's a cult figure at the club. And um, yeah, wish I him think the best. maybe he knew about the demon bracket victory. He didn't quite want to let on, but he seemed perhaps to be familiar with it when you raised it. So uh, maybe he is secretly checking Twitter and uh, maybe all the boys were to see who'd get up. Could quietly be Um, talking about Demoland because I'm not sure what he said at the end, but he said something about reading about bad losses. (laughs) Maybe that's a a little thing about, uh, you know people coming on Demon Land to vent after a bad loss. but Well, know. he's not meant to come onto Demon Land no. according to what we're told, that the players are warned off, you know, <laughs> or don't pay too much attention to what's happening on social media. So yeah. well, look, uh, they, he they might have just been having a, having a laugh. But yeah. uh, It's not just Demon Land. It is social media. tends to break down, with, you know, a loss. Yeah, but, it does. Uh, but you know what? That's it. You know, it's it, I, I liken it to it's just a virtual place where people can get together and talk. Um, to like-minded uh, uh, people. I mean, a, a lot of, not everyone, we don't all have Melbourne supporters in our life. Like, I know my wife doesn't want to hear about the loss when I come home, so I get on Demonland or social media to, to vent, um, and uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one <laughs> like that. Yep. The other thing about Nev, of course, is he, Jonesy, and Max... Uh, pretty much the only three left. Is that right from the bad old days? Tommy Mack as, as well, I suppose. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, uh, um, you know, to compare, I suppose he did give a bit of a hint into that, the difference 
in the environment at the club and the mood, um, you know, among the playing group is obviously um, 180 degrees different from what it was uh, in those long, cold, bitter winters of 2012 and 13. Well, hopefully those uh, those days are, are long past us and uh, hopefully, you know, We've only got uh, better times ahead of us, um, you know. Because there seems to be a genuine camaraderie among the players now, doesn't there? Yeah. Like if, if you do follow yeah. them on social media, they're always with each other um, and they just seem to be really enjoying all aspects of their footy. Yeah. Well, I, look, uh, you know, I've been following a lot of them on social media for the last couple of years and, I, uh, you know, I think the camaraderie's always been there between the team. You always see them, you know, playing their Xboxes and whatever with each other, going out to parties and birthday, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I don't think well, that's Nerf anything new. doesn't get new. to do that with, uh, with two little ones <laughs> no, at home. No, um, um, And yeah. he's in the minority there. I'm at Jones. He's got, uh, got kids now and Geordie Lewis does, but um, I don't think too many others do. Cam Peterson. Yeah, Melksham. Uh, has got a kid. Uh, Milksham does, yep. Yeah, I suppose there's a few. There's a couple. But uh, look, a lot of the guys are sort of just in the, just turned 20, the early 20s. So, um, yeah, good times. Uh, speaking ahead, of happy ahead. players, yes. I noticed the other day that uh, on the Demonland Instagram feed, mm-hmm. you posted a picture of Christian Petrarca and he wasn't smiling. And that is, well, is that the only picture of him in existence where he's not, laughing his backside off because he's all this he seems to be the happiest guy in the world even happier than jack watts well i didn't which is no mean feat i didn't take the photo so i'm not sure what the mood was at the time but <laughs> it was uh, uh it was the their official uh, photos that they had you know that not the, the team photos but a, a select play a few players had um sort of portraits taken that they can use i guess uh for news stories and the like and and the whole series of them were of the players in very serious poses so uh right. that was just one of them so uh but yeah you're right so you, you don't see um you don't see petrarca you know without a smile uh at all uh ever and I saw him the other day at the family day that I mentioned earlier, and he got a smile on his face the whole the whole day. and And the family day was a great day. All the players were very accessible. Um, you know, they would have had uh, some sore sore faces from smiling all day because they were taking selfies and having photos, and you know, lifting up kids and, and babies. And um, yeah, it's was a was a great uh was a great day um if anyone wants to give the show a call and uh speak about the interview we just did or about the family day or about the game upcoming game tomorrow night uh 0390163666 that's 0390163666 or you can Skype us on uh demonland31 um we'll take uh your call and um yeah. Um, Speaking of Instagram pics, mm-hmm. Wayne Ludby yes. uh, posted one earlier tonight of Jack Viney. Yes, at, I saw that. The Fox footy launch, and he's very heavily made up <laughs> and looks like an extra out of a David Bowie clip. 
Um, so you don't see that too often either, I wouldn't have thought. Uh, I think, uh, and I'll it's just uh, very go. heavy eye I makeup on. Don't know if it was the launch. I think it might have been. They, you know, how they film some stuff that they sort of play alongside. No, I don't think this is no? that. The uh, caption here says, "Working the angles at the Fox Footy launch tonight." Okay. Hmm. Well. <laughs> Yeah, he did. But, uh, yeah, jump on Instagram. And yeah, no, I can see. I'm just looking at the... Had, <laughs> yeah, no, now. I was talking to the listeners and follow up. Um, check out Wayne Ludby's feed and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, and you should follow Wayne Ludby. We L- could put that Ludby, in the, uh, uh, You should follow Wayne Lud- Ludby anyway on um, Twitter and Instagram because some of his photos are just sensational that he takes. So um, and there's a few photographers uh, that take AFL photos and do it fine job at that um so yeah give them follow on instagram or twitter um these um i could put this picture in the jack viney made me cry head (laughs) you should anyway we'll move on (laughs) um yeah uh yeah we'll move on uh we'll talk about the game shortly um uh before that uh we had um we had another uh re-signing uh this week um uh, Mitch Hannon signed on until 2020, and the we just keep ticking off these signings. And um, yeah, it's a good one to get. Uh, Mitch was a bit of a surprise packet early last year. I don't think anyone sort of expected it, and I think he ended up playing almost all every game during the year. I think he was rested or was injured for one or two, um, but has become sort of a mainstay of the team. Yeah, and I. Uh He'll start in the first. Uh, I, I would have thought he's going to start mm-hmm. in round one. Um, uh, he's a good player, um, and hopefully he uh, he just gets better and better. Now, uh, do we still need to talk about uh, whether there's room for both him and uh, Bailey Fritch uh, in that first game? Or uh... I noticed a bit of discussion about that on the boards. Uh, it's a, definitely an interesting question. I think some of that might be answered. I don't know, the coaches might have their minds made up already. Uh, they know more than we do, but I guess we'll wait and see how Bailey performs this week. But if he if he plays as well as he did in, uh, in JLT1, it's going to be hard to leave him out. But I can't see him replacing Hannon. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I, I can I... probably see the two of them in the... Mm-hmm. In the first 22. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, uh, I've been saying it the last few weeks, I think he's replacing Jack Watts's spot. And Jack Watts was playing with Mitch Hannon in the same team, so I don't see why him and yep. Bailey. I mean, even though you can't make a direct comparison between Watts and, and Fritch, but, you know, Fritch is kicking three goals and Jack Watts was in the team to kick goals. So um, if Bailey yeah. can keep doing it, yep. um, I, you know, he'll, he'll be getting a game round one. Um, yep. Uh, yep. Talking about round one, I, I know it's still a while away, but uh, there was a bit of conflicting uh, stories about uh, Jack Viney and uh, whether he would be right for uh, round one and where is he going to get the match fitness for that game. Um, so we've got the JLT 2 tomorrow night. He's obviously not playing in that because he, he wasn't named. Is it tomorrow night or Friday night? No, it's Thursday night. Definitely Thursday oh. night. So no, better, ch- better, ch- better change your plans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. The eighth of March. It is seven o five p.m. at Casey Fields. Um, 
get out there and uh, support the boys. Um, yeah, he's not playing tomorrow night. I believe Casey have a a practice match this weekend on Saturday. I don't know if he's playing in that. I think Hogan was – did you hear anything about this? Hogan was interviewed this morning as part of the presser training this morning and did mention, I think, if I'm, what I read was correct, that That, that Viney would play would in that – Play uh, this week. In the practice match, yeah. And then there was an article on afl.com.au um, refuting that. Well, not saying what he said was hogwash, but, but saying – and this could just be a beat-up story because they like to, you know, media makes up stories all the time, fake news, um, that he would be um, not playing this week and may not play even the the next Casey match before the start of the season. Um, is there one the following weekend? Is there? Yeah, I think there's um, one the following week. So there is time for him to get some match practice before. Does does let's ask the question? Does Jack Viney need match practice? Would you would you want him to play a game before round one, or would you be happy for him to slot in uh, without having played a game? Um, Obviously, you want him to play a game, but can he? Mm. Is the question? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's been doing a lot of running. Mm-hmm. But running is it uh, match fitness? Is it? Yeah. Um, and by all accounts, and the way Goodwin's played and selected the JLT teams, you know, he wants players to get that that sort of match fitness and match run in their legs before the real deal. Um, Viney hasn't trained properly all pre-season until very recently, so uh, it'll be a tough call. If he if he doesn't uh, if he doesn't play in the next two weeks, um, I would have thought he'd be then doubtful for round one. Did Casey at least play on the same weekend as round one, or do we not? Um, so uh, on round one, no, I don't have Casey's um, yeah. <laughs> fixture uh, up already. <laughs> uh, if we vamp for a moment, I might be able to uh, bring it up. VFL fixture twenty eighteen. Someone might be able to. Uh, someone might be able to tell us in the chat room. Yeah, we, we, if you are listening to this live, and there are a number of you doing that, uh, you can join us in the chat room. You can uh, chat, ask questions, or uh, join in the conversation yourself. Uh, Demonland.com slash podcast. Uh, get to there. You can uh, still listen to us live and uh, chat with us. In real time, and uh, if you want to call us zero three nine zero one six three triple six, anything you want to talk about, uh, Skype Demonland thirty one. Um, yeah, uh, well, I did bring up the fixture. Yeah. Um, round one. Oh, my goodness, what a bad website! VFL dot com dot au. Lift your game. Um, have to open up a PDF. Their first game is uh, uh, their first week of play is no, it's after. So unless there's practice matches, it's uh, mm. April seventh is the first. Well, Casey yeah, actually right. played on so April eighth. Another um, two weeks yeah. after round one, yeah, basically. So, um, <coughs> I'm assuming they'll have some practice matches, but whether they're having practice matches before, um, uh, before. So yeah, a bit one, of a question yeah. mark. Um, yeah, I guess we just got to wait and see. Wait and see. Fingers crossed he plays though. Mm. So, what do you make of um, uh, the predictions in the media? There's been a couple, and you know, sometimes it's just clickbait. Uh, uh, 
some of these uh, so-called experts uh, are writing us off, saying we're not even uh, going to make the fight. We'll struggle to make the finals. Some, uh, you know, some are, are basing it on um, not trusting the D's. Um, you know, which I have trust issues uh, about the D's at times, but um, I expect us to make the finals this year, but people are using some experts, and I say experts uh, rather loosely, are saying that we're not going to make it because they just don't trust us, um, you know, to win those games that need to be won, the the Fremantles, the, the North Melbournes, the, you know, and, that, and the like, and the, the round 23 type matches um what what do you think i mean blight he said would struggle to make the eight because we don't have many players um who've played 100 games i mean i think that's ridiculous um yeah no i, I think experience is uh, it's not an issue but it is a it is a fact the inexperience but and to make the a, finals we're still a young list um no, I'm not saying that, you know, I, I said last year that we could have a successful year and still miss out on the finals. And in spite of the disappointment at round 23, I think I think that's how you can categorise last year. Um, uh, it was still a pass mark from me. Uh, I can't really see how we could get a pass mark and miss this year um, unless there were, you know, extenuating circumstances such as a, a horror run with injuries. I... We really should be and um, hopefully will be playing uh, in September. But uh, we are still young. And I I think this whole business of the trust is a bit of a misnomer because, um, as I say, this team is young. They're very new players. And some of this trust stuff is historical, right, and very historical as in, you know, we had trust issues in the late 80s and the early 90s. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'd go through periods, you know, we'd lose five games in a row. 1988, we only fell into the, um, was it a final five yeah, back then final still? Yeah, five, yep. I only fell into the, uh, into the finals on the last round. So um, some of that trust stuff is historical and you can't blame um, Clayton Oliver for what happened no. in 1988. And as far as the current crop of players is concerned, they've only really been around for three or four years, most of these kids. So, um, And prior to that, it wasn't trust issues and us throwing games that we should have won. We couldn't beat anybody. So, um, yeah, I, you know, trust goes back historically, but the more recent history is losing to everyone and everything. And we weren't, for three or four years, we weren't favourites against anyone. So I don't yeah. know how we could sort of, um, you know, um, yeah, lose well, trust. Well, look, that was Mark Robertson, Robbo, uh, Slobbo, as he's also known. He made that statement about uh, the, the trust issues. Yeah. Uh, he didn't really back it up with anything else. Uh, he just said the trust issues. Blight was the surprising one who made that sort of sweeping statement about us, you know, not having the experience with 100 gamers. And yep. someone on Demonland, Jag007, uh, did a little bit of research about a couple of flag uh, teams. And I'll just mention the, the Demons at the the 2018 Demons. So our team at the end of the, this home and away season that's going to be played will have 
and this is approximately eight play eight players with a hundred games experience, twelve with fifty, and two with less than fifty games um, of of a twenty two player sample that they used. Um, the ninety three Essendon flag had very similar. Sorry, had even worked. They had seven with a hundred, seven with fifty, and six with less than fifty games. And it goes on. There's Adelaide as well. Had five with a hundred, nine with fifty, and seven with less than fifty. And it goes on. There at ninety-eight Adelaide, uh, two thousand and eight Hawthorne, two thousand and sixteen Bulldogs, two thousand and seventeen. All sort of with with either similar or younger listener than we'll have at the end of this year. So. For someone who's an expert, it's just, you know, this statement he's made on radio is just totally, there's nothing to back back it up and things that prove him wrong. Um, So, I mean, what do we say about these experts who who are going out there? And I'm not saying that they should be saying we're going to, Melbourne will make top four and win a flag. Uh, but you know, if you're going to make statements about uh, struggling to make the eight, then you could back it up with a little bit more. Particularly when you include a complete non sequitur in it, which is what he did when he said, um, "It doesn't mean you can't win, but I guarantee you, you won't yeah, win." Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a bit of a head spinner um, when you think about it. So, uh, look, to be honest, to answer your original question, I don't really pay attention to any yeah. of it. Hmm. Um, you know, and uh, I think what sometimes some people forget is that for the footy commentators and so-called experts, they are covering 18 clubs. Yes. We know ours intimately, mm-hmm. um, the back to fronts and inside outs. But they will, you know, sometimes have a very short period of time before they've got to give a comment on a certain situation and they'll go and rip one stat off um, from the stats books and, you know, and there's your opinion. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't pay attention to any of that, and I don't think the club does either. I certainly hope the players aren't, because uh, that's just uh, that's just grist for the footy mill, um, and just filling up newspaper copy and uh, broadcasting time, and we love it. It's part of footy. Yeah, that look, it doesn't um, mean anything. It, yeah, it doesn't. And uh, you know, some people, whenever I put up these articles. Um, I always, whenever I see one of these articles that, you know, an expert has said this, I start a thread on Demon Land and, and people get, <laughs> some some people like get a little bit angry. Oh, why are you putting this up? And basically anything that is discussed about the D's in the media or on social media, I bring it to Demon Land's attention to discuss. You don't have to like what what's being discussed or who's discussing, but, you know, they're talking about the Ds and we're a forum about the Ds, so we're going to bring that to, to, to your attention. Um, there's another so-called expert, Matthew Lloyd, who uh, someone said, uh, Matthew Lloyd has also provided some insightful commentary uh, about us via 3AW with uh, Gerard Healy and Dwayne Russell, and this is what he said uh, Monday the Feb 19th before JLT won. He said, Melbourne won't play finals, Jared. You just can't trust them. So, all right, so this was before J- JLT won. This, and then after, on Monday the February the 26th after JLT won, I tell you who's a real smoky for top four, Jared. It's Melbourne. <laughs> so within a week, he's uh, changed his tune based on us beating uh, uh Probably who's the team that's uh, well most touted to to take out the spoon this year. 
Um, and just looking over at the TV, they are uh, um, Richmond are fixing them up by a, a pretty similar amount to what we did. So there you um, go. And Richmond were premiers, so that's that means, that we'll, means be we'll be premiers. Yes, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Always it works that the way. Old, the it? old playground rule. <laughs> the, uh, we beat you, so uh, we're whoever you beat, we're better than. Um, yeah, look, um, experts. We're all, we're all experts. Uh, you know champions in our own lunchboxes um uh, what else uh, all right we'll talk about uh the game uh were you surprised with any inclusions or um exclusions so we had coming into the team uh nev Jetta, who we spoke to tonight uh jeffy garlett's back T- dom tyson is back and sam frost is back and out of the team so far uh neil bullen being rested um, and um, and Jordy Lewis, who uh, did his calf in the first game, I, I would say he's being. I'm not sure how severe that calf injury is, but I would say he's just being rested. Probably. Uh, well, A and B has got a groin problem. Ah, uh, his groin because someone said his thigh was no, strapped. It, it, yes, but Meaning, uh, oh. I think that that strapping includes the groin oh, area. Right. Okay. Um, yes. Without going into an anatomy um, lesson, yes, uh, lesson. I'll, I'll get the. Uh... But uh, no, it was, someone's confirmed on the boards somewhere that uh, uh, Nibbler's um, out for at least a week. Yep. Um, I'm not sure what the sort of the longer term prognosis mm. is. Hopefully, uh, he'll be back soon. But um, yeah, I, I don't know why they've said rested when he is injured. And obviously injured because he's not training. Well, they so they made a point to say rested. It, it, mm. it wasn't, you know. They said uh, Lewis was injured, um, so it was strange wording. If he does have a, a groin injury, um, well, obviously he, anyone injured is being rested, so they're not lying. Um, but there yeah, was strange choice of of wording. Um, I, it was so, in, sorry, just go through again who's uh, Tyson's back. Tyson's Jetta's back, back. Jetta's back, Garlett's back, and Frost is back. Um, mm. I would like to see Frosty get a game uh, before uh, before before um, the season starts. Um, I was, but if he's, uh, do you think he'll be in the final do you think team? play three tools yeah, come round one? I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. No. I mean, on, on that basis, I don't see that. We've got to have a look at week. matchups with Geelong as well. Um, you know, we need that one one tall to cover uh, Hawkins, but I don't know if we need three. So, um, yeah, I can't see Frost playing round one. Um, under which case, I can't see him playing tomorrow night. Yeah, if that's the case. Um, Tom McDonald was an interesting one. He has been named on an extended bench and someone who went to training today said he wasn't training. Um, he was listed amongst, you know, the guys that we know who are injured and weren't there. Um, they didn't say that he was injured, but... Um, so it's interesting. Maybe he won't be playing tomorrow night. Um, so we've got on the interchange bench, um, the extended bench, which is going to be cut down. Is it 22 um, for tomorrow night? Or oh, 24. I'm not sure. 
I thought it was 22. As you can see, I haven't yeah, paid you... <laughs> too much attention well, to lie, the rules obviously. and leagues of the JLT. <laughs> well, we should. Uh, next year, we'll call... next year we promise we'll come back a little bit more versed in the JLT, <laughs> and it'll probably change by then as well. Uh, yes. So on the bench, Harms, who who was absent from the uh, family day. Um, Brayshaw. But was that training, wasn't he? He yeah, wasn't uh, absent from training, so. Should come I don't on. know why people are so, um, there's a few people obsessed by James's non-appearance at the family day. I don't know what they're digging at, but there could be 10 million reasons why he wasn't there. It could have been yeah, his yeah. grandfather's uh, birthday. Uh, of, of course. He might have woken up with a migraine. It could have been um, a number of I things. I don't know why people think uh, it's suspicious. You know what, that's... <laughs> That's the nature of, uh, of of message boards and, you know, human yep. nature, I think. You know, guys not there, people with seeing conspiracy theories because it wasn't mentioned by the, by Robbo, who was announcing yes. all the players. <laughs> yeah. So all of a sudden that's even worse, um, you know, because Daisy wasn't there, but they mentioned that uh, she had a prior, a prior engagement, but they didn't say anything about it. Anyway, he wasn't there, but he's, he's been named in the team. You would think if there was anything... Yeah, um, worse than he would have been dropped or something. Anyway, so uh, and they always could have said he's being rested because <laughs> that's a popular one. Uh, James Harvard forward says uh, it's twenty three in jail two two. All right, so we have a bench of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So that's got to be cut down. Only what do we have? By to cut three? No, by three. Uh, if you're going to have eight minus five. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Yes. So uh, maybe we'll include a math lesson uh, for next year. Um, Harms, Brayshaw, Tyson, Frost, Maynard, Vince, McDonald, and Bug on that bench. Now, I guess anyone from inside the team can can um, can miss out as well. So uh, the bench doesn't really tell us much. But uh, McDonald being on the bench and not training does it does it. Well, Perhaps if he's got a niggle, then you'd think, um, you know, Peterson goes. Well, Peterson's uh, been named centre forward, so you'd think right. he'd um, he'd be playing. Um, yeah, it's he, going to be yeah, an interesting. He takes the Tom Mack role. And yeah, relieves and relieves Maxie in the ruck. Yeah. And look, it could just be someone mentioned. It could be a load thing. Uh, Tom did play in the AFLX. He did play in JLT one. Yep. So. Absolutely, could just be a load. But um, you think that uh, that the Tyson will play, yeah, um, and get get time. Yeah, um, particularly with A and B out, he, he he'll definitely take uh, take that role. Um, and you'd want uh, Jeffy to also get a bit of run into the legs. I would have thought too. Yeah, yeah. Given his restricted uh, preseason, he he has had a restricted preseason. So I'm just looking at uh, uh, despicable, despicable me was at uh, training today. Uh, he said I was there for about uh, the last half hour or so. Saw Joel's. Oh, so he was uh, he was there only for half hour. There was someone else who. Was someone else who? Uh, yeah, uh, this was Earl Hood uh, was there today. The other guy was there the other day. Uh, beautiful morning today. Dropped the car off for service in Docklands. Uh, blah blah blah. <laughs> I don't need to get the his day. Um, the routine session that went for about an hour. Emphasis on ball skills and kicking. 
they broke up into groups and uh, he watched the mids exercise, uh, Gorn and Pedo in the ruck ball-ups, uh, but taking it in turns to tap the no- to the nominated mid who would call which side to tap the ball. I don't think they'll be doing that uh, during the game. Um, the mids were Jones, Oliver, Tyson, Salem, Angus and Maynard. He watched Fritch, uh, who doesn't do much wrong, clean hands and hits most targets. Uh, they did a few torpedo bombs uh, out of the goal square and uh, they can, some of them, and uh, Fritch can roost it. Uh, Jetta was training well as well. He said, no T-Mac, Viney, uh, uh Vandenberg or McKenna, um, both Lewis and A and B were doing laps. Um, oh, he said JLT players came out later and trained on their non-JLT players came out later and trained on their own, including Harms, a probable omission. Hmm. Make that. What Maybe you there is a conspiracy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're we're investigating. <laughs> Got to read the training threads on Demon Land, people. That's where all the information is. Um, yeah. So um, anyway, it'd be interesting. St Kilda have um, probably uh, their strongest lineup, um, so it'll be a good gauge um, of where we at in relation to to them. Um. Always, we're better than St Kilda. Surely we, we are, um, you know. But a couple of the players who usually harm us the most when we used to play them are no longer there. Um, Rewalt being one of them, and Montagna always used to bob up and. Uh, draw, but I'm I'm a little bit worried. Now they're he's bobbing up on our TVs. Yeah, <laughs> their their forwards what always a, worry what me. What a great development that is. <laughs> Well, that always happens at the end uh, end of careers. Yeah, they try does. out some of the players. Um, they always worry a little bit about their their forwards, um, but hopefully, our, I wonder if we will go a bit taller um, because they've got McCartan, Membry, and uh, Bruce. Um, yeah, but again, we play the zone, not mm, man on man. So that's right. It doesn't really work that way anymore. Yep, that is true. You know, you're just as likely to see Nev. One out with uh, uh, on some of those bigger players, um, the, the way it uh, way it ends up panning out sometimes. Yeah, well, so the game is tomorrow night, uh, seven oh five at Casey Fields. Um, they've been plugging um, on the. Um, Plugging on uh, on social media to buy tickets for that event, so I'm not sure what the story is there. If you are going down, whether you pre-buy tickets, you don't want to be in a situation like um, like uh, Chris Judd and not be able to get into the game. And um, <laughs> saying you're a member of Demon Land's probably not going to get you in. <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, but I believe it's on TV as well. So if you can't make it down, uh, watch the boys on TV and um, on Channel Seven TV. No, no, Fox. No, Cell, Fox don't, don't be silly. Yep. Um, yeah, that's. Well, I've noticed that Dwayne was calling tonight's game, so hopefully that means <laughs> sometimes uh, they that, travel. That we get um, that we get Huddo or someone else tomorrow night. Adam yeah. Papalia. They uh, they sometimes make these guys travel a couple of times. Uh, some yeah, sometimes you you see the same guy two days in a row commentating. But um, yeah, hopefully we don't get him. 
Uh, anything else uh, before we uh, wrap it up? Anything that's caught your fancy on the on the website this week? I noticed that the pre-game warm-up is dead. Um, Why are they doing that? Well, they seem What's... to they seem to imply that perhaps, and not for every game, that there will be some curtain raises. Um, they seem to imply it would be there would be enter- more sort of home team entertainment. They didn't come out and say that, but they said something about entertainment. So I'm assuming maybe it means Robbo gets out there and does something a bit earlier. Um, but I don't know why they can't do that. And also, presumably they've cleared it with the clubs, and the clubs didn't say, "Oh, well, we have to do our routines," um, you know, as part of our um, as part of our preparation. So I, I'm presuming that the clubs sort of signed off and it said it doesn't affect us at all. Because mm. I remember when Which it came in, I strange. think the Bulldogs pioneered it and, um, you know, that scientific uh, method. Um, they'll still do that. So, hmm, I don't think it's – I would like to see some, some – um, I wonder if, they are, if they're if they going to play curtain raises. You, you want them to be sort of relevant to – like if we're playing – um, maybe a Casey match before, a couple Casey matches. I don't think it's going to happen this year because I just saw the Casey um, fixture and yeah. <laughs> none of them said the MCG. <clears throat> so I don't think it's going to happen this year. But, I mean, would you like to sort of see Casey play the occasional game? I'd, I'd Absolutely. I'd go watch, um, I'd go watch the, uh, the full thing if they were on before the, the seniors. Um, Absolutely. And I, th- be great. I, I can't th- see it happening. Though. No, I don't, I don't know what they're going to play, but I'm not interested in seeing some under-18s competition before it either. I mean, you're then robbing do. the community of those community games. Yeah, you know, we're robbing true. the Casey area of that game, so I can't see it happening. Um, and I don't, as much as I'd like it selfishly, I don't necessarily think it's good for the game. Mm. What about... I, I would have I would have thought... Um, in order to get people into the AFLW, uh, I always thought they probably should have played them as curtain raisers in the first few years. Mm. No? Don't agree? Uh, not sure. I haven't thought much about it, but I like I like developing the women's game as a standalone thing that doesn't need to, um, you know, hang on to the coattails of, uh, of the men's game. So... Not sure about that. Well, speaking well, of, I could see how it has advantages in perhaps building up crowds, but as I say, I think it's probably better to develop that on its own and let it run off its own steam. Yeah, you would think they probably did a little bit of research um, before they came up with that decision. Uh, speaking of the women's, um, did you watch any of uh, last Friday night's uh, Heartstopper um, out at Casey? It was a hard stop. I uh, I saw some of the highlights, but I missed um, I missed the game live. Um, crucial win. Uh, yeah, it was. It crucial. Kept, uh, kept the season alive, mm-hmm. I guess. It did, and uh, I mean, it's still the season still isn't in our own hands. It is. I mean, no. we've still got to win the games, but um, uh, we certainly will be the, reliant on others. Yeah. yeah Look, we can do ourselves a bit of a favour uh, by uh, thumping the Blues this week. Um, 
but yeah, we, I think we still need most likely Brisbane to lo- to drop a game. Um, yeah. So they yeah, may have they may have blown it again as they did last year. Unfortunately, time will tell. But um, yeah, yeah, it seems like uh, if we do win every game, we could miss out by a small percentage. So uh, yep, just like last year, last year, and in the men's. So um, yeah, it's a reoccurring theme with the days. An interesting tip-off from Binman here, and we should just um, put a disclaimer on this because we don't do, you and I don't take um, gambling, we don't take money from uh, gambling agencies, we don't promote betting, you and I, we don't own any pokies, mm-hmm. um, we don't like filling up the uh, podcast with betting ads, but according to Binman, the Ds are at $2.25 um, against the Cats. Uh, and that's that's really good money, I would have thought. Surely it's got to be closer than that. Yeah, that is good. It's tempting. Um, I don't have a good record with uh, betting on the tees. <laughs> I don't punt, to be honest. Um, I have a very good record betting against us. I enjoy the punt with the footy. It surely it ruins your experience because you're angling either for a point spread or something else. So, um, yeah, anyway... Yeah, um, that's a good one. Yeah, it, uh, put put a hundred dollars on us. Um, let's. I, I really want to win that game. That 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 is just. Uh, you know, I want to win every game, but that would be an amazing start to the year. Um, you know, we're still two weeks away. We haven't <laughs> yeah. seen teams, and yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm pretty confident going in. I actually reckon we'll win comfortably. And I think Geelong are a bit overrated this year. Look, um, that that midfield scares me, but they're going to go in underdone, um, I think. Um, sounds yep. like Ablett's not going to play JLT before then. Selwood might not play JLT before then. Um, you'd think uh, they'll probably play... Um, uh, look, and they, they... I didn't watch a lot of that game that they played, but... It seems that their midfield doesn't bat too deeply when you take the three three amigos out of there. So, hmm, I'm confident we can cover them, yeah. and I think we'll uh, get off to a very good start this year. Mm, well, we will be talking I about that. I noticed that Demon Land's resident pessimist, Old <laughs> <Me>? D, he's, <laughs> uh, he's absolutely convinced um, we're going to win round one. He's not taking, uh, not listening to anything else. He's marked it down in his book already, and wow. for old D to be thinking that, um, there's got to be something to it. Very hard man to get in a good mood well, about there, our form. It seems there is a lot of positivity, but this is look. This time of the year is always like this. Um, it's the, it's it's my favourite time of the year. There's so much positivity, uh, and then we come to round one. And uh, in the past, uh, that's been our downfall, but. Hmm. The positivity around. Uh, let's uh, let's hope it uh, there's something to it. Um, yeah. So JLT two tomorrow night uh, seven oh five Casey Fields. It's on Foxtel. Uh, but try and get down if you can support the boys. Um, we'll be back uh, next week um, with a brand new uh, brand new show for you guys. Um, thank you to. Neville Jetta and uh, Grave Viney, thank you to you 
as well. Uh, anything you want to uh, plug or mention before we go out? <laughs> uh, no. 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 We're good to go. We're good. Uh, we wish Jeff White the best. Yes. Um, you can talk about uh, been that, struggling with his health just recently, um, heart issues. Uh, we spoke to him last year, of course. It's yeah. hard to believe that someone, you know, that young and that healthy, um, you know, can uh, can be afflicted as such. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's um, that's what we're hearing. So we send him our very best wishes. Yeah, all the best uh, to to Jeff White. Um, he he had mentioned a few weeks ago on uh, Instagram uh, that he had suffered a, a stroke, and I think he's being diagnosed with some. Uh, heart issues um, uh, for that, um, but yeah, all the best to Jeff White. Uh, you know, when he came on the podcast, he was he was great, great interview. I follow him on social media. He's got a good business uh, happening, which he's very passionate about. So yep. we wish him uh, all the all the best, uh, and he's got a young family too. So um, yeah, wishing, sending prayers his way, and um, yep, yeah, um, all the best uh, to Jeff. And uh, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully, talking about a, another stirring victory in the JLT series, and then we'll turn our attention towards the big league stuff coming up in a few weeks' time. My name's Andy Grapeviney. Thank you very much, Neville Jetta. Thank you, and uh, we'll see you next week. Go days. We got the power.